Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey, car fans. We're puking up Thai food. (laughs) (laughs) There's a start. (laughs) Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield, here with our engineer and co-host, the ever-thinner Mr. Mark Groves. Y'all And Mr. Corey Pratt, who's also growing thinner, but not in any way you'd want to discuss. (laughs) Mm -mm. Can you spell reverse peristalsis? (laughs) I think you can. That's an involuntary personal protein spill. (laughs) (laughs) Thai food. Let's just put two words. Thai food. Okay, three words. Bad Thai food. (laughs) (laughs) Tie me down, baby. Here I come again. Why are the shrimp looking at me? Why are they looking at me? It's funny because it's him. I'll bet you never look at a prawn the same way, will you? <laughs> it's prawn the floor. Wow. All right. <laughs> We're oh, off and running now, kids. You can find us online at Driven Radio Show and readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show and listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. If you like what you're hearing, God bless you. Leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell all your gearhead friends. If there's something you'd like to hear more of or if you have an interesting story, by all means, tell us. Send your emails to brett at drivenradioshow.com. Well, we've discussed all of the illness we could possibly Yeah, and I am so in. sorry, man. I uh, We were oh, talking sure earlier. I'm figure something else. Uh, uh, put something else in there. I had food poisoning on my honeymoon, so that uh, that really oh, God. Sp- that sparked the uh, romance like you wouldn't believe. Mm. Uh, first honeymoon did not have food poisoning, but I had a panic attack. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) How was yours, Corey? Was yours all right? My side, yes. Yes. Oh, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) She had a panic attack. Son of a bitch, I married him. (laughs) No, might have been a couple too many bottles of wine. I don't Uh, know. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Let's just say uh, the uh, maid of honor wasn't there to hold her hair. (laughs) Ah, uh, that's what happens when you take a loaf of bread and make too many toasts. <laughs> wow. He's standing behind her with a hank of hair in each arm like he's riding a Harley. Come on, baby. Not that's on the dress. Okay. Not on the dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much that cost? Nice. Oh, man, the cleaning bill. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, nobody uh, wants that. Uh, romance. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're on the top of league of it. Just steer into this kid. You'll be fine. <laughs> Not to harass you too much more, but have you done anything in cars this week? What'd well, you do? I tell you what, the beginning of the week was great. Beginning of the week? Yeah. Streetcar takeover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Kickoff party. That was good. Took the van. It was cold. It was a little chilly. It was okay, though. Uh-huh. I got by. That's all right. Got the van. Turned the heater on. It's not a big deal. <laughs> How big was it? Uh, the van? Oh, it's about 20 feet. Yeah. Feet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know entirely how many cars did show up, but I mean, I was pretty much always in like the VIP and showing car area and the vendor booths and stuff the whole time. So it was packed there. 
I had, the whole time I, was I had something come up and I absolutely could not make it out, which really ticked me off because I paid to be there. Right. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> right. I thought there was one spot there that didn't have a car. I was wondering what that was. Uh-huh. No. It's this uh, missing red Impala. A lot of really cool stuff, but here, here's what was kind of funny. So I've got, so the passenger side, I've got, I've got a nice Audi. I've got a, I got a 911 Turbo. On the other side, I got an Audi R8. Um, and a McLaren 675 oh, LT across from me. There's like four Lamborghinis in a row and a Ford GT. And guess who was spending the most time where? At my van. Yep. I thought for a second you were going to say on the passenger side, you got a kick-ass new mural and a set of Craigers. No. <laughs> no, just, I wouldn't want just that unless online. I got the driver's side one done too. You know what I'm saying? I saw some of the good suggestions coming in on that van. <laughs> Some interesting ones, to say the least. Ready to get her wrapped, yeah. are you? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. That's no. a go, baby. No, but that that was uh, that that was fun. And then uh, and then my wife did something unheard of. Oh, she went and got a speeding ticket. Whoa! Oh boy, lead foot Sally. I know, right? Ball bearing ankle, baby. Yeah, you, you, you want to guess how fast she was going in to get this? Just just terrible. Three over. Breaking the law, criminal. Six over. She was doing 38 miles an hour. And a 35? 25? Supposedly a 25. Oh, not a school zone. Oh, you scoff what, what I'm, I'm, I, She's a criminal. I'm she's married a to a criminal. I, I'm a little shocked. I'm I thinking mean, I need to set up some visitations or something. <laughs> throw the book at her. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my you, God. You say that now, you're going to be begging for a conjugal soon. Yeah. yeah. She, she looks good in an orange jumpsuit. I'm just saying. Well, hey, the orange is the new black. There you go. There you nice. go. So they say. Anyways, uh, what is the lowest speed you have gotten a speeding ticket? I mean, oh. come on, 38 miles an hour you get a speeding ticket? Are you kidding me? I mean, what cop said, oh, my God, you were about to go through a building? 67. That was the lowest I have ever had. In a, in okay. a 55, 65, oh, yeah, 55. 35, what? Nah, no, no. No, I, that's the lowest I've gotten. No, the, the 87 was a bit high for me, but uh, that was the lowest. Uh, I got pulled over for general speed and a reckless. Yeah, and, well, I got reckless driving when I was 16. I had my license for a month. <laughs> Officer Terrell, I still rue the day, you and your handlebar mustache, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I came up uh, a highway entrance ramp in Rhonda's white Corvette when she had it, trying to chase somebody. And that is one of the first rules of speeding. You don't ever speed on an entrance ramp if you can't see the highway because you want to check for cops. And I broke that rule and I paid for it. I got to tell you, man, cops in Overland Park, zero sense of humor. (laughs) Not not none. I I could agree to that. I agree to that. Now, I got pulled over one time going 32 in a 25. I mean, this cop was just bored. He had to be. He's like, man, I've been sitting here way too long. Oh, 32, that'll work. He didn't give me a ticket, (laughs) but he did pull me over, which is kind of crap. So he got off in the morning, though. Thanks for the warning. I don't, you know, I got so many. A judge would have laughed at that and said, are you kidding me? For a period of time, I got so many tickets that I don't really remember the times I've been pulled over and just, I some of them stand out, but uh, I think I've told the story here before. You know you're in a lot of trouble when the cop walks up to your car laughing. <laughs> I was just thinking maybe he read a really nice bumper sticker on the back of the Ten car. 4 no, no. back door. I was in that <laughs> I was in that 60 Corvette and uh I was driving into Olathe to go to Wendy's to get a couple cheeseburgers. So I was this is married to the first wife. 
and there were two guys, uh, two older guys in a white Acura next to me, and they're waving at the car, waving at me, you know, nice car thumbs up. And, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, and then I sped up a little to try and get around them, and they sped up a little, and I sped up a little bit more, and they sped up a little bit more, and I got mad, and I stuck it to the floor just about the time I noticed oh, a cop sitting on my no. side of the road. And I rocketed past him, <laughs> got in the turn lane, and, you know, I I thought it was going to take him a little while to catch up to me, that maybe I would be okay. Nope, look in my rearview mirror, officer friendly sitting there behind me with the lights on. Yeah. And mm, uh, yeah. turned and then immediately turned right into that, uh, it was at 135th and Black Bob. Okay. So I turned into the parking lot where Hen House and Lowe's and all that yeah. stuff is. Yeah. Cop pulled in and just walked up and he was just <laughs> as he walked up to the car. And I thought, oh God, I'm really screwed here. And it turned out he caught me for seventy one and a forty five. And wow. State of Kansas, if you're twenty five miles an hour over, they're supposed to String you up and take you to a porter before magistrate. Holy right then, cow! Right then, and he was nice enough. That, he could have been a lot nicer, but he was nice enough. <laughs> he could to write me for sixty nine and a forty five. <laughs> ah, meaning one mile an hour under. I didn't have to go up here before a judge. But this is back when I got enough tickets that I, I had an attorney on speed dial. Oh my God! And, <laughs> Man, just think if my wife went thirty-nine miles an hour, how many lawyers she'd have to have on her speed dial? I, you're I not mean. kidding. So anyway, Monday morning comes around, and I call her. And I say, "Hiya, Rachel," and she said, "Where were you, and how fast were you going?" Oh my God! Yeah, exactly. That's how many tickets I got here. Oopsies! And I, I told her what I got caught for. And she she didn't even hear I said it was sixty nine and a forty five. She said, just pay it. Yeah. Uh, and I said, Well, won't you fix this for me? And she said, By the time I do what I have to do to get this thing knocked down to a non moving, it's gonna cost you more than the bump in your insurance. Oh wow. And I said, Really? How much she talk were you talking? She said, around three thousand dollars and said, I'll just pay the sucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's time to go before the man and pay. take my that's, due. That's the you know you're in, you're really in trouble when the attorney says just eat it. Yeah, <laughs> just eat it. I don't want your money. Better you're call gonna, Saul. You're better off getting kicked in the teeth. <laughs> oh my God! Did you do anything with your bike this week? No, my bike still runs like shit. Did, uh, did you, like poop? Did so. you do anything with your hot rod, Taurus? Uh, no. no, no. I went to uh, I went to Cars and Coffee at KCAM. And that was uh, that was delightful. So I uh, looked at a bunch of really cool cars there, and uh, and that was Monday. Did you pop the hood on that one? Yeah, <laughs> no, I took pictures of the underhoods. Uh, they had a they had this wonderful AMC Gremlin there. It was red Gremlin. and in just a amazing shape with a red plaid seat and a six banger under that hood that was just crispy <laughs> clean. <laughs> I'm like, I would drive this right into the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Take you about 20 minutes. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, I have fielded every kind of weirdo offer for that Impala you can imagine. <laughs> 
hey, would you mind trading for my 74 Winnebago? Yeah, I would. <laughs> As a matter of fact. I, I'd mind a lot. It's going to 440. I <laughs> uh, had a guy who wanted to trade me for a 69 Corvette ragtop with a big block, which would normally be right up my alley, but it's an automatic and no power steering, no power brakes. Aside from the 427, it was kind of a stripper. And normally I like strippers, but not in this case. Not this one. Uh, <laughs> we we were a long, long way apart on price, let yeah. me say. And I said, yeah, I'll do it, but it would take a significant chunk of cash on your end. He's like, no, it wouldn't. I said, yeah, it really would. <laughs> <laughs> and also had a, a couple of offers on the GTO. So we're oh. going to we're gonna clean house and then probably start accumulating crap again. We'll see how that goes. Well, yeah, you know, you got to. In the news this week, we have news about uh, Mopars going up in prices from no our kidding. and the articles from our buddy Greg Engold. Nice. Uh, we've got news about a guy driving a Bronco someplace he shouldn't have and what that does for you. <laughs> and Toyota Supra is finally going to give you a manual transmission. They're coming. Oh, how fun They're is that? Uh, our special guest this week is Travis Bell. He's an accomplished cannonball run competitor, traffic scoff law, TV and movie replica car owner. He owns a company called Celebrity Machines. But this week, the thing that's important about Travis is he is hosting the inaugural Backyard 400 Go-Kart Race. <sighs> In his backyard in Indianapolis, Corey and I are both going to go because awesome. we're not real bright and we're looking for fun. <laughs> dumb, Nailed it. Dumb fun. Bingo. Uh, we've Travis, I've been talking to him all day. We're going to, we got plenty of fun stuff to talk about. We'll have him on in segment two, but right now let's get to the news. From Haggerty, written by our buddy Greg Engel. Greg. Big block Mopars and GM star in the hottest muscle car market since 2008. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. There you go. I can't. I'm so mad. Uh, uh, yeah. All of your general craptastic fun stuff has gone through the roof, hasn't it, Mark? Oh, my God. You know, I and I, it's just one of those things where you bang your head. I know I did the right thing years and years and years ago when I didn't buy any of those uh, new ports or anything that were, you know, 4000 bucks for something with 98,000 miles but in perfect condition. I'm like, no, nah, I got a kid that needs a this and yeah. a that and they're school. And, and now you can finally lay your hands on one at the prices they used to was. Oh, yeah. You know, if I want to drop 12000 on something, <laughs> that's just a little rusty. There's no bottom on this car. <laughs> the floors are made out of stop shine. I'm doing the Flintstones in this thing. Are you serious? Book it a book it a book. That's my feet down there pushing mm -hmm. it. No. <laughs> the mm -hmm. squirrels were having a comedian. Me oh my God. Me yeah. Look at them. Muscle cars are experiencing a bit of a rebirth with sale prices in this heated market approaching or in many cases exceeding their previous high watermark circa 2008. Collector car auctions this year, beginning with Meekum Kissimmee in January, have seen muscle car prices headed for the heavens. I'm so sorry, Mark. I really am. Uh, you snooze, you am. lose. But Some thanks. of the highlights. Chargers mm -hmm. have jumped 30 to 40%. Jesus. Kudas and Challengers are close behind with about a 20% bub. Hemis haven't seen a big bump, but they've been steadily going up. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for that big, nasty 426, probably going to have a little trouble finding one in your price current price range. Going to have to strip it out of that Winnebago that guy offered you, because they usually have like 440s in them. 
it, yeah. I would have taken that with a 440. Uh, uh, all you got to do is watch some past episodes of Roadkill and see what those guys do with those 440s. <laughs> Amen. They took one out of a Winnebago and jammed it in a 68, just a, a craptastic charger. Yeah, yeah. And, and turned it into the general mayhem. And that's even a uh, Hot Wheels now. So Yeah, it's a yeah. F- fantastic car. I'd love to have one of those. <laughs> uh, Chevy Muscle has been particularly strong with the ultra-rare 1970 LS6 Chevelle convertibles. Wow. Gained almost 50%. Oh. Holy crow. Almost 50%. Yanko Camaros uh, saw a 40% bump. First gen Camaro Super Sports, you know, the 67 to 69, jumped 35%, and Z28 to almost 40%. Wow. 66 and 7 GTOs increased 24%. Later, non Ram Air GTOs uh, jumped about a quarter also. Uh, just this list is fantastic. Old 442s and Buick Grand Sports experienced uh, more modest increases. 72 old 442s, the ones where the power was down, have caught up to 71s. Hmm. Rising Tide. Yeah, that's when the emissions huh. changed. Rising right? Tide Plus. How many 442s are left? Truth. Yeah, they're, they're all in uh, Denmark. <laughs> what about, uh, I've got a buddy that's got a 67. Denmark and Dubai. Uh, you know, he's, prob- that that he's probably seen an uptick on his stuff. Wow. Buick nice. Grand Sports, uh, powered by 350s, saw substantial gains for the first time. Usually it's just the big Very block cool. stuck. Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am, 77 to 79. Biggest gainers of any American performance what? cars. Jumped forty to seventy percent. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. uh, <laughs> Ford Muscle was lagging GM, but Boss Mustangs are up twenty percent. Mach ones are up twelve, but the big winner from Ford was the Mercury Cougar. Uh, whether this is a case of rising tide uh, or long overdue recognition is tough to say, but they outperformed everything. With what? Cougar GTEs and Cobra Jets sold at noticeably higher rates. Small block cars saw more modest moves, but the 390 and 428 powered cars rose by 30 to 40%. I think it's our last chance, man, you know, because the rest of it's going to be going ring. I think what we're seeing plug and play is the electric cars aren't going to be to market as fast as everybody was saying. Mm-hmm. And then the article we talked about last week with Porsche working on e fuel. People are, that's, that could, I, I, I don't know how plausible that is, but that sounds like it could possibly work. But the other thing is, and Dave Kinney brought this up last week, uh, we're seeing, or two weeks ago, we're seeing that, was it last week or, I've, the show's run together. <laughs> uh, we're seeing people buy things in an inflationary market that are almost guaranteed to go up. Yeah, And they're putting their money in investments other than stocks that will never be worth zero. And you can enjoy them. I, You know, of course, it sounds like the guy who's in the middle of the market saying, oh, this is what you should do. But it kind of looks that way. Yeah, uh, What is it? Tangible assets? Isn't that what it's called? It's yep. stuff you can touch? Yeah. I can feel it. I can hold it. I can put my butt in it. I can start it up and go for a drive. <laughs> I can pick up chicks in it. That's an investment. Yeah. That- <laughs> Speaking pro- of which, Mark has a Taurus for sale. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is most of us who are buying these things have grays sprouting out of us somewhere. Yeah. Chicks are less apt to jump in. Hi, old man. You look fun. Hey, baby. Check out my new balances. They are white, white, white. Hey, 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 hey. 
I switched to Adidas. Oh, aren't you an adventurer? They're still white, though. <laughs> no, they're blue. I switched to blue Adidas. Well, from road and track, speaking of rising tides, this Bronco has been stuck on a sandbar for days. Sad. The pictures for this are so bad. Oh. Uh, the Ford Bronco is one of the most capable and desirable off-roaders on sale today. So this one Bronco driver out in Bar Harbor, Maine, is out clamming mm. and slamming and uh, learned the limits of uh-huh. his new 4 by 4 the hard way. Uh-huh. Got lodged in a sandbar over the weekend, mm-hmm. which, you know, wouldn't be so bad. You got friends trying to tow it out. But he didn't push bother to read. Yeah, unfortunately, that the ill-advised parking spot has been uh, seen the truck drowned. Uh, according to WDEA, the Bronco became stuck on the sandbar this past Saturday af- uh, Saturday afternoon. Driver was reportedly doing donuts with a 4x4 before becoming unable to free himself. Well, you know, getting stuck on a beach might not always be the worst case scenario. This particular owner seems to have missed the nearby warning signs <laughs> that point out the dangerously high tides in the area. Uh-huh. <laughs> you shouldn't have went for the baker's dozen, you know what I'm saying? Uh Hot tide came in. Tide was high. The Bronco wasn't. I don't think you should be playing taps. I think it should be anchors away. (laughs) (laughs) And what's horrible, look up pictures of it on the web because, yeah, it's up. It's up over the roof. It is. It's, you're looking down and you're like, dude, that's a that's an anchor. That thing sat in that hole long enough that (sighs) I think the tide came in, went out and came back in long enough for somebody with a drone to make a long movie of it. Uh, I've got the YouTube link. It will be on Read the Driven. I feel bad for this guy yeah. on the one hand, but on the other hand, you, you, you should have known better. You really should have known. Sign or no sign, you should have known better. <laughs> you are not wrong. I've, so. I've had several four-wheel drives with big, giant tires. Yeah. One of them was a Bronco with a big lift on it. Yes, it was. I've ridden and it. big old meats on it. And I wouldn't have dare gone out and done something like that because I just like my stuff too much. Uh, you know, I hope those clams taste good because he dug them right up. <laughs> you think? Uh, you think? Uh, you think it'll be okay? Eventually, <laughs> after they ring it out and sell all the parts, that's <laughs> <laughs> a parts car. That's a parts it, car. It's kind of like Get George out, be all right. Kind of like what George Carlin said about uh, having out. a couch that's in a flood. You just never get all the air, all the water out of it, and every time you sit down on it, squish, <laughs> squish, a little so wet spot sad. on your pants, and squish. Oh. All right, from the pockets of our host himself, <laughs> I mean, uh, road and track. Uh, it's official. Uh, Toyota Supra is getting a manual transmission. Yeah, that it should have had from the damn jump. Yes, more than likely. Uh, the current Toyota Supra was always missing one crucial element, the optional manual transmission. After years of purists voicing their opinion, lots of them at that, the Supra will now be offered with a manual gearbox. The current Supra is essentially a BMW underneath, so it's no surprise that to see the BMW-esque pedal shapes and floor-hinged accelerator pedal. Toyota says the transmission, though, is tailor-made for the car, Suggesting that it isn't just parts bin six speed taken out of a BMW. Read, it's going to be expensive to fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you blow it out of there because you're going to. Right, right. <laughs> BMW, bring my wallet. Uh, first gear what? <laughs> bring my wallet. I like that one. Uh, Toyota has uh, uh, also released an image showing off the rear of the car, which now features a red super badge. The red badge will only come 
on Supras with manual transmissions according to the brand. Oh, crap. They're going to have a run on those. Everyone's going to order yeah, up one of those Yeah, it's like suckers. putting the M-badge on a regular BMW. Uh-huh. Did you put it on the dashboard? Yeah. Got, I'm faster now. I got a badge on the dash. Yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> Towards the beginning of March, the possibility of the three-pedal Supra was essentially confirmed when leaked documents were published online. If that information is to be believed, uh, we should see an official review on April 28th of 2022. Ooh, so real quick now. here. Yeah. Yeah. Not for, long for the show. Um, with a production starting in July, uh, though manual trim levels have not been confirmed, Toyota is expecting to offer the stick only with six-cylinder models, leaving the four-cylinder automatic only. Uh, I guess we'll know more when the car gets officially debuted. Wow. I'm not a huge super fan, at least not the new ones. Uh, I do like some of the older Supras. Yeah. Um, especially those that were made late 80s, early 90s. Is that Mark III? Yeah, that's those are the ones that are going to be the, the popular ones. Yeah, those are the, the well, Fast and Furious what made... You no, know. that's Mark IV the, later in the 90s. The ones I'm talking about were out 87, 88, 89, 90, oh. right in there. Yeah, I came close to owning one. So, yeah, one right once. before they went kind of round off then. Yes, So they yes. still had a little bit of a squareness to them. Okay. But a Super should have had a manual from the jump. And the fact that they didn't, I think, yeah. was a, a glaring oversight on BMW's part. And, and even if the BMW version was still just the automatic, the Z4, basically mm-hmm. is what it is, That that's fine because that's what BMW's putting. But they have a manual transmission. I mean, look at the M2. That's still offered in a manual. Yeah, and it very well that, could have been in the Toyota version. Them saying that it's boutique just for the Supra, I ain't buying it. I'm guessing it's just a modified version of something else they already had. But what about this with the BMW transmission? Yeah, yes, it's tailor-made for Toyota, but it's still BMW 6-speed that's in the Supra. Mm-hmm. What about the manual? What BMW transmission that's going to be? Because it ain't going to be Toyota. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm guessing it's... Something else that they already had that they changed a little bit, and they say, "No, no, it's real special. It's, it's special. <laughs> <laughs> it could be good. Could be Speaking good." Speaking of special, our special guest this week is accomplished Cannonball Run competitor, TV and movie replica car owner, and proprietor of Celebrity Machines, Mister Travis Bell. Travis will be here to discuss this weekend's inaugural Backyard Four Hundred <laughs> Go Kart Race. The level of ridiculousness here can cannot be overstated. <laughs> Uh, and he's holding it in his own backyard. This and much more lunacy is coming up next on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, coming to you from Driven Radio World Headquarters in beautiful, eh, not this week, cold, blustery, yes. uh, Overland Park, Kansas. Our special guest this week is Travis Bell. Travis is an accomplished cannonball run competitor, traffic scoff law, TV and movie replica car owner, and proprietor of Celebrity Machines, a company that creates over 300 different movie replica license plates. This weekend, Travis will be hosting the inaugural Backyard 400 go-kart race in his own backyard. Travis, welcome back to Driven Radio. How are you guys? I hope you're above average. Uh, More or less. Yeah. yeah. Everything about my credit score. (laughs) Hey, I have a fantastic credit score, which means I just can't stop borrowing money. (laughs) Nicely played. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Travis, you madcap. 
what would possess you to build a go-kart track in your backyard? So if you ever like Google earth, my house, I live four miles from where the Colts play. If you hang a left off my, out of my driveway and do not get off my street, you are going to crash into Lucas oil stadium. But I am, so I'm literally 55 blocks away, but I have five acres and the acreage behind my house used to be greenhouses. There used to be a, a bunch of German greenhouse growers through the 40s and 50s throughout this part Baker of Indianapolis. So all we did is demo demo a bunch of older greenhouses over the last three or four years and kind of turn it into a city park. And we put it, I mean, but it's still my property, but it's still just, it's just grass and beautiful now. Yeah. And so we put a uh, one-third mile walking path, paved. <laughs> walking path and we we had to get a permit from the city of indianapolis for this mess. you're kidding so we put a, per, a walking path in around and then one day there was a and i like kid carts like all of our go-karts have to have a body i mean we don't need like shifter carts and all that madness i mean it's for fun right so mm-hmm. there was a dodge ram bodied six and a half horsepower kid cart for sale but i'm six four so it's a little bit of a challenge to get in it regardless <laughs> but the the walking path then became a go-kart track but then there's and there's but the go-kart track the walking path is only six feet wide oh. so if you remember we were talking that i have an 82 foot long 15 or a 15 foot wide burnout pad in my backyard yeah and if you don't know now you know um so and it's concrete so it's 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 been uh, it's not paved. It's city of Indianapolis. That's actually a, an eighty-two foot wide, very dark walking path. Yes. So, <laughs> um, so the walking path Striped. widens up at the burnout pad, and then it skinnies up as it gets beyond it. Yeah. So, um, you can drive down it, but it's it's tight. So, needless to say, um, that kind of became as we would you know my friends would have beverages and go race my goat my my mini ram around the back thing they were like dude you should have a go-kart race and it's a little tight and i was like man there's just no way like the only yeah, six wide, you like just on be the... banging the hell out of each other yeah and so long story short is um twenty four thousand dollars later we have had track improvements <laughs> and so we have runoffs on all the s there's 12 turns uh they they now have runoffs the whole back straightaway is now 14 feet wide oh wow. uh, where it was six feet wide uh, so there's the two full acres of uh, 14 foot straightaway now. Yeah, that's three go karts just beating each other to death. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, that's how it happened. Uh, just a bunch of idiots friends were like, "Dude, you don't have a walking path. You have a go kart track in your." Backyard. So you now have a widened go kart track with yes. apex turn ins and overruns yes. and a wider yes. back straight, and possibly the most interesting start finish line. Yes. We did the world famous foot of bricks because we are in Indianapolis and they have the world famous <laughs> yard of bricks. So the new building, we're building a new building back there. Uh, so the, as the main straightaway turn, turn 12 turns down between our two buildings and goes out onto the burnout pad. Well, you have to have a start finish there somewhere. So uh, we knew that the new building needed data brought out to the back. So we were going to have to cut the path to drop a data cable. So instead of just slicing the path, we cut it a full foot, which was 13 inches with mortar, and then dropped the data cable through it, and then went ahead and paved with real pavers the world-famous foot of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've watched 
the video around Travis's backyard and seeing how the track wraps itself through and amongst the buildings. And I got to tell you, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm wondering what you're putting the over under of somebody getting run the hell over this weekend. <laughs> well, there's so, and there's three different classes. There's Indy carts because of course here in Indianapolis, anytime Pepsi would give away a cart or Budweiser, any, and growing up here, you would always have the little drop your name in to win mm -hmm. things at all the grocery stores and everything, whatever the pace car was that year before Chevy took a stranglehold of the pace cars here in Indianapolis. You know, you, you, if the Fiero was a pace car, you can go to the grocery store and enter to win the pace car. So there's tons of kid carts running around Indianapolis. So we decided to have three different classes. And so there's Indy carts because there's tons of Indy carts here. Mm -hmm. And then there's a street car category. So a Corvette or a, or a like a Shriner van, or whatever else. And then there are the NASCARs because there are tons of NASCARs running around all over the planet. So then if, uh, if Mark is in the NASCAR class, he's going to run against 10 or 15 guys, but there's a heat race. So we're thinking like, you know, five, five carts per heat race, and then we'll take the top three. And then if Corey is in the IndyCart class, let's say there's 15 carts entered in that we'll take the top three of that. And then if Brett is in the streetcar class and he's driving a 86 Corvette or something versus the mini Ram that started all this mess. <laughs> and then we'll take the top three of those. So then we have nine carts for the feature, which is the backyard 400. But then you also have the last chance race and that's everybody's run, you know, to try to get that 10th starting spot. And then we will invert the field because at that point, all the fast guys who really bent the rules until they almost broke, will now have to make their way from the back to win the <laughs> backyard 400. All righty. Uh, first question, how many entrants across all classes for the weekend? Right now there's 47 confirmed entrants. Good Lord. From, <laughs> from uh, I think it's 11 different states, and then Ben Wilson is flying in from New Zealand to drive. Uh, yeah, and we oh have my. to find Ben a ride westward. <laughs> Uh, I may be able to handle the leg from Indianapolis to Kansas, but after that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's flying in. Um, he'll be in the States on the 22nd that day. Mm -hmm. And then he's going to hang out with some of our cannibal friends in California. And then I booked him on. I booked him first class because that's I'm a good friend. I booked him first class on the red eye overnight to Indianapolis so he can sleep in the nice, cozy first classer. He gets here at 5.56 a.m. on race day, oh, and Lord. he told me that if I build him a Richard Petty Pontiac go-kart, he'll run it, and it is here and in my backyard. Oh, <laughs> God, God love you. God love you. So you've got so, you got 47 racers across the, the three classes. Yes. How long is each heat? So I think the heats are either, I think they're eight laps. Okay. And so, that, gives, and that, that gives everybody plenty of chance for physical injury and uh, yes. insult to their driving competitors. Three medics on standby the whole day. We have, th and then um, uh, how many you know, of them I are going to the be at the beer tent? <laughs> They'll be medicated, no, all right. <laughs> there's, uh, we had no idea there was a liquor sponsor involved, but yes, there is now a liquor sponsor involved. Oh my to god! This. <laughs> Might I um, inquire? Yeah. So they. Um, of course, being a dish jockey in, locally in Indianapolis for years, one of my uh, bud reps called me and he's like, hey, what 
the hell do you have going on in your backyard? <laughs> and he no longer works for Bud. He works for a little bit heavier spirits. And he goes, we are always looking to do something. Tell me about your event. So I told him, he goes, can we bring a tent and can we bring a semi-truck that has a bar in it? Oh, and bless know, you. Well, can you? Can. <laughs> bless you. So, uh, gee, let me think. Uh, sure. All that'll be here on Friday. I uh, hope they have ATMs course, in Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Uh, there's a full infield, obviously, and the infield currently is going to rival Talladega. Um, there are people that will start camping in my backyard on Thursday. There's one I of them no sitting over there. Two, <laughs> there's two full-size toter homes that are coming and wow. Um, wow. it's completely ridiculous. So um, anyhow, the, the, you'll take the top three of all the heats and then dump them into a 12, probably a 12 lap feature uh, with an inverted field. So if you're just killing everybody, you still have to come from the back to win. Now, you are going to have a number of celebrities in attendance there, uh, yeah. not the least of which is your uh, your rather enlightened choice for a grand marshal. Do you know who he is? He yeah. is the most funny. I mean, so he's got family that lives up here in Indianapolis. Okay, well, tell everybody who's going to be there. So uh, his handle on, on TikToks and all that stuff that I don't do, Instagram is... Uh, uh, Alex 603 Ross, I think it is, 60601, 60 something. Uh, but his real name is Alex Morrison, and he's a comedian. And uh, he is very, very famous. Let me see if I can pull it up so I don't. Yeah, Alex Ross, 601. Anyhow, he he grew up in Mississippi, but he lives 40 miles north of Miami now. And um Growing up in Mississippi, you kind of catch a bit of a slang, and he knows how to lay it on really thick. So he'll drop the, you know, he'll put, he's got a nice Corvette, but he pulled up the other day in a parking lot, and there was one of the Lamborghini SUVs, and of course he rolls down his window and said, "Yo, there's that Lamborghini panel wagon," you know, and all this <laughs> stuff. That's him. And when he says, "You know, we got these big letter beats 305 coming live, Unirolls and all that stuff," that's Alex Morrison, and he is. People copy him all the time. I hope and you're so, going to be giving out phrase books. Oh yeah. So he's uh, he's going to be the Graham Marshmallow for the <laughs> official backyard 400. So or the inaugural backyard 400. So he's coming up as the Grand Marshal from Florida. Wow. Uh, you know, I look through the list of competitors you've got who are going to be there. It looks like a list of our past guests on the well, show. So Christopher Michaels is driving for yeah. me. Uh, so he's driving the 18 mini Ram. So he's in street class. So Chris Michaels is Christopher Michaels is coming up. Um, 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 Mitch Stapleton from uh, Mitch 43, his big YouTube channel, uh, sort of Stapleton 43. He's coming from the Carolinas. He told me before PRI he said, Travis, uh, uh, if you find me a Kevin Harvick Monte Carlo, I will be there. <laughs> I'm guessing you made that happen. Got it covered. He's got a Kevin Harvick Monte Carlo. He, he picked it up during uh, during the uh, during PRI, and uh, he does not want to reveal his paint scheme yet because he has updated it. But I will slow. That is his uh -huh. body. Mm. on his yeah you're gonna have to, to say you're gonna have to a, send me it's that a one. kevin harvick harvick wrapped 
Stapleton Auto, Auto Works. I uh, saw Michael. that Rob, Rob Pitts is going to be there. Arnie. Pitts is in, a, is in a little bit of a pickle. He's shooting with Net, Netflix right now. And yeah, he's, he's down in Texas. Down there in El Paso. Yeah. Uh, so, Arnie Toman's going to be there? Arnie's coming in. Is he bringing Doug? Doug is competing. Ah. Uh, Doug has uh, an Oldsmobile Aero Coupe or Aero Tech or whatever it was called, that silver car that, yeah. that held the, the closed course speed record. So he has an Olds Aero Tech go-kart, and he is competing. <laughs> Arnie is coming. When I say Doug, Doug Tabbitt is going to be there. Yep. So and the, so those are the two current Cannonball record holders, and they will both be here. Nice. Uh, I was kind of hoping Mr. Ficaro would make it out. Yeah, he was planning to come out. He sent me a message this morning. Uh, him and his son have something to do. Uh, he was actually going to bring his son with him. So uh, Well, I think his son would fit better in the go-kart than his six-foot-three yeah. frame. Well, and then, of course, um, all of the different paint schemes so far have been that I've seen. Uh, my friend Tony Tolbert, uh, I have had a Davy Allison cart here that year, Thunderbird, about a about an 86 Thunderbird. And it was it's kind of a kid cart. It's one of the ones with the hand controls, and it's way too small for anybody at period. Uh, so he, when I was... Uh, leaving for the eighties cruise, he was like, Hey, I, I don't have a cart yet. And I said, well, there's a, a T-bird body behind the barn. If you want to go look at it. And he's like, there's a whole cart back here. I said, but like, it's a kid cart, like it's brakes are on this hand. So it has been rewrapped as the chicken pit special from <laughs> stroke race. <laughs> and he awesome. does, and he has the stroke race helmet and the stroke race goggles and all that stuff. So. All right. He's the, fa- he's the fastest chicken in the South. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a NASCAR class, but he doesn't, he, his knees are in his chin and he doesn't, it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen in, in karting history. Again, the odds of personal injury. It's why we're all showing up. You've got, oh, yeah. you got a, a rolling bar semi that's going to be there. That's fantastic. Yes. What else is going to be going on during the race? And so, uh, can you discuss where you and I might be hanging out? Well, okay. So we're broadcast live from the boombox trailer. Everybody's going to have air conditioning and all that stuff. I mean, why not? It's supposed to be 83 degrees this Saturday in Indianapolis. What? So we'll have perfect weather for, for uh, a beautiful day. I, I'm, day go- I'm going to alter my wardrobe. You don't mind jock strapping a top hat, do you? Yeah, no. I mean, you just, I mean, Indiana, it's run what you brung. So. <laughs> Uh, so we have all of That's that. That's a no-card. Then, um, what goes better with the the national anthem than a mariachi band? So I have hired. You are my hero. One of the best mariachi bands in Indianapolis, and I sent them the what string the music on how to play the national anthem. They messaged me back and said, "We can't read sheet music." <laughs> so. Needless to say, during driver introductions, there will be the full hats and the full gear and the, all the little stuff. So I have hired a mariachi band. Oh, oh I need a sombrero dude. now. Fantastic. Yep, because that nothing says backyard karting like a full mariachi band. <laughs> uh, so that'll happen. Of course, we're trying to find somebody to sing back home again. Uh, we've got a nice gal that's going to come out and sing the national anthem, of course. And then um, in Portuguese. <laughs> yeah probably and then uh taco truck shows up about 2 45 nothing says backyard cart racing like a full taco truck so it'll be oh, here about that oh, time man. 
sombrero, cargo shorts, and cowboy boots. <laughs> so, uh, yes. And then there, why are all these people spending all this money to come race in my backyard because of the prize? Oh, and that is, that is the next question. Yes. Uh, you led us right to it. Tell us about that big grand prize. Folks, if you win the inaugural Backyard 400, you drive away in a 1989 Z24 convertible. Wow. Yes, sir. Chevy Cavalier Z24. I went to St. Louis, Louis and picked one up, an 89 Cavalier Z24 convertible with the terrible 2.8 growling motor, and it is a hey, one-owner, hey, hey. blue, gorgeous. The rearview mirror fell off the other day, but that's not my problem. So... <laughs> That's it, why there's gorilla tape, baby. We drove it home from St. Louis, oh and it is God. the grand prize of the inaugural Backyard 400. If you win, you win the 89 Cavalier Convert. It's I got to like see if I can buy that off somebody and drive that home. <laughs> it looks like you Remember how hot those things were? And they were. They my, looked good. My first wife had one when we got married. Yes. Yeah, we call that the starter wife. <laughs> yeah well in my case the sequel was much much better so yeah. it's not a fox body it's a dog body look at that thing that is a hot mess so, so yeah, I, we, the, I i love that car i love that car can i get the, so the winner in, takes home the z24 convertible oh, and cool. we were like you know you can give away a fiero or you can get but that, that's all been done so we were like how about a z24 convertible i like that so, z24 that's a good looking little car now, does it have the spoiler on the back it's uh I just shared a photo of it there on the on the on the thingy on the chat. Let's, let's see what we got here. Cuz uh I'm I'm looking at photos of them now and that spoiler that just that makes the car. No, you you got I think you got the wrong year. You're in the 90s. We went 89. 89. They didn't maybe they oh, I'll bet somebody customized yeah, after, it and ruined a perfectly good car. <laughs> yeah. After so in 89 they had the factory luggage rack on the back. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, luggage so rack ours, slash spoiler. Walking ours tall is with a blue man. with a with a with a top, a black vinyl top, of course, or black convertible top. Um, of course, and uh, with the with the gray cladding and the, like the tic tac toe wheels on it, and uh, Delco radio and all that stuff. And Ooh, it's, uh, I love those. I think they're fantastic. They were so anyhow. We searched high and low to find one, but you wouldn't believe how hard it is to find an eighty-eight, eighty-nine Cavalier Z twenty-four convertible. You can't hardly uh, find them anymore we, at oh. all, at all. Yep. So, so we went ahead and picked it up, drove it, drove it all the way home from St. Louis, and uh, it title in hand, it's ready to go to its new winner. Dude, awesome. that's that's got the little spoiler on the back that's incorporated into the luggage luggage rack. Come so on. Not only yeah. is it sexy, it's useful. With the third that's brake important. light involved. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that's so in that is good condition. Yeah, it's it looks great. I mean, like I said, I didn't know that the rear view mirror fell off it the other day. But that's not my problem. Interior rear view mirror, so it's still swinging by the dash lights or whatever the interior light. So, what do your neighbors think about all these go kart shenanigans you're planning? I'm, I'm well, guessing they don't have half an idea what this is going to wind up being. Oh no. <laughs> so the um the neighbors to the south they're the adam the neighbor is the celebrity pace car driver oh well then he's good yes yeah. but you haven't asked what the pace car is yet. no we have do not. tell it is a 1987 chrysler labaron pace cart 
<laughs> from, the, from, from the Indy 500. What's the diff? <laughs> so that year in, in 87, Al Unser Sr. won the Indy 500. And unfortunately for him, he drove home because remember the winner of the 500 wins a pace car. Mm-hmm. He got a Chrysler LeBaron convertible. Oh, yay. But mm-hmm. remember living in Indianapolis, all of the local grocery stores gave the pace cars away, like entered win. So I have, I have a brand new 87 oh, Chrysler LeBaron red convertible pace cart that has never, ever had a drop of gas in it yet. And so my neighbor, we're putting strobe. Actually, why there's no one in here right now? They're out putting strobes on it, and he will he will lead the field down to take the green flag for the inaugural backyard 400 in the LeBaron convertible pace car. My neighbor Adam cars. That's awesome, dude. That my is, so, my dad had a LeBaron and it had turbo in it. It was a turd ball, but yeah. uh, if he had that thing, uh, like what you're talking about, there'd be another me walking around. <laughs> slightly younger (laughs) he loved that thing (laughs) so see if i can uh so anyhow the that neighbor awesome the other neighbors are a little difficult um wait till they see that semi pulling in well we do we do have two different driveways so we have a south drive and a uh sorry about that we have a south drive and we do have a uh a main driveway so the south drive there is where everybody's coming in. Yeah, I saw the map. I'm going to have to come over and figure that one out when I make my way into town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finally, you know, we have, we've have we had you on before. We asked you what the dumbest thing was you've ever done in a car. But more appropriately for this show, what's the dumbest thing you've ever done in a go-kart? Bought nine <laughs> of them for this damn event here. <laughs> Okay, I think that'll be a better question. I single, I single-handedly raised the price of of yard carts on Facebook. It's ridiculous <laughs> because, like, if you've got the old Jeff Bodine twenty-six Thunderbird, you know, uh, Quaker State Thunderbird cart sitting there that's been in Grandpa's shed for thirty years, and then you post it up on Facebook, and then your phone just goes bing, 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 bing. You're like, why the hell is this cart so popular? Because my dumbass made them so popular. <laughs> so, um, yeah, single-handedly raising the price of, of kid carts or yard can, carts. Uh... And like I said, this has rules. Like, it can't be a shifter cart. They all have to have bodies. The, the biggest horsepower is six and a half. And six and a half is plenty. Yeah. Um, and, of course, it's not going to be the speed. It's going to be the braking. Like it's because um, there is, none. you know, and a lot of them have the flappers that just flap the tires and stop them. Uh, but or then, of course, they have the have the whole drum down. brake thing. Yeah, the band. And then, yeah. And then we have the live axle where the guys will put the disc brake on it. Um, everybody has a different approach on how they think they're going to win this thing. Um, but I've never seen more people be more competitive, competitive over a Cavalier in my lifetime. So. <laughs> well, not, look at the people when they were new, <laughs> look at the people you invited. <laughs> well, and you know, think about it. If, if somebody hits. wins it, they'll be like firsthand for a thousand, you know, or whatever. Else. I'm, so. I'm not even, I, I'm not racing. I'm really disappointed. Hell, I would race you through a car wash. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, think about everybody you've asked to come to this thing. And, and Well, and they came. I mean, they're, 
Yeah. I, you know, like I said, uh, Rob has a cart, but he's in El Paso filming his uh, really neat Netflix thing. I'm, I'm super happy for him. I've kind of been going on this journey with him, watching him do it. Um, there's really anybody who said they were coming it has not been. I mean, even Ben Wilson's flying in from New Zealand. Like, yeah, it's not. That's, that's a quite so, a trip. And then we have, there's carts coming from New Jersey. There are carts coming from Georgia. There's carts coming from New York. Um, lots of, of course, local stuff. But, you know, and people are saying, hey, I'm coming up from from Georgia with an open trailer. I've got two or a in trailer. I've got two in it. Camping. I mean, you know, whatever happened to NASCAR is a, a shell of itself right now. But the party used to be in the infield. So currently, like, there's, I think, four, like, travel trailers, two toter homes, and, like, people just camping in their vans and things. So uh, Corey will it, be one of those. He has a super badass new uh, overlanding van. Uh, is it the black one that I saw, or is it the... It's dark yeah, gray. Yeah. It's dark gray. The like, van it's like a sprinter or it's, something? Yep, yep, it's a sprinter. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that whole north south end uh, by the fire pit down there, where Mark Spence wrecked in the corner. Uh, that is the campground down there. Well, so it's, and uh, God bless him for flipping that cart over and showing you where you needed to pay attention. <laughs> Mark's, and that was before we ran the rent off. So, so normally if you wreck one and spin out like he did, you would hit the outside wall or, or put it up. He somehow wrecked it on the inside of the track. So we still have no idea how that well, that's Mark. So, <laughs> but of course, so uh, Mark just recently sent a, another cannonball run record over the weekend. And uh, so he'll be back. Yeah. Uh, he just got home yesterday and he is racing my uh, number two, Rusty Wallace MGD. Did he do that uh, in 56 hours? Uh, Mark Spence just went New York to, to LA, LA to New York to New York in 68 hours, 68 hours. Jesus. I think I so, would want to have my head surgically removed after that. Yeah. It just, and you'd they, be they, so they, beat. The, all three of those guys, or at least two out of the three, are coming. Um, it's just, I mean, it's just a, a complete blast. And these people are just because I built a go-kart track. So they're all just, this if, This may happen again. Of course, my attorney it, they will be here to sign waivers. So. If you build it, they will come. If you've never thought that was a truer statement. This was all, everything out there was dirt last year. Wow. So, and we just, I mean, like I said, it started as a, a, as a walking path for all my neighbors and (laughs) a uh, a walking path with a burnout pit. Well, (laughs) there was that. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, There's that. Well, everybody that would leave my house during the Holden event would leave my house like John force anyhow. So you might as well get it out of your system. (laughs) So if you also see that I, uh, not that any of our listeners or listeners can tell, but, uh, I did share a photo of the, Pace cart, the 1987 Chrysler LeBaron Turbo. And, and uh, we, we will get that up on readthedriven.com. Yeah. We've been speaking with Travis Bell, creator and host and lunatic, uh, <laughs> <laughs> lunatic ringmaster of the Backyard 400. You can find all of the social media links for Travis on readthedriven.com. Travis, as always, thanks for being with us, brother. It's going to be nothing but miles of smiles. We'll need a grinectomy when we're done, I think. So. Uh, Corey and I will be there with bells on. Yeah. That'll be great. Be great to see you. And like I said, you're more than welcome to broadcast from the boombox and uh, and uh, oh, let I, your listeners I know. think you're going to have a tough time keeping us out of it. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
Travis, we'll see you this weekend. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio and the insanity that goes with some of the people we have on. I just love it. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt yep. and Mark Groves. Yep. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Thank you.